When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. Welcome to a bonus edition of BXB, the Yankees podcast from Odyssey, along with Keith McPherson. I'm Sweeney Murdy. We're here because on Wednesday night, Aaron Judge hit number 61. He tied Roger Maris, Keith. What a moment that was to watch. Yeah, we knew it was going to happen. We didn't know exactly when it was going to happen. I kind of like now that there was a little bit of a wait, some added suspense. You had the live look-ins all week. You had everybody talking about who's going to get the call. Would it be on Apple TV? Would it be on Fox, ESPN? And it happens on Yes Network. John Sterling and Michael Kay get the call. And it happens in a way that is just exactly Aaron Judge, right? He did it. Uh, I think it was a 3-2 count. Yeah. And he comes back, or he helps the Yankees come back to take the lead. Yeah. And he's carrying the team like he's always done. I mean, it was a special night. I'll, I'll never forget it. I, I stayed up till about 4 or 4.30 last night <laughs> just thinking about how crazy it is that we are living through this. Yeah. And and listen, I'm glad you brought that up. It, 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 it was really kind of fun to watch him wait a week for it because it reminds you, as we've been reminded a few times, how hard it is yes. to do this, right? This isn't easy. This, If it was that easy, it wouldn't be that special. And the fact that he went through this, you could see some of the emotion. You could see his family's emotion, his teammates, and remembering that, oh, he just missed this one because he flew out to the warning track or he fouled that one back to the screen. Or they were he was being walked because they weren't pitches he could take out of the park. It reminds you how hard it is, and that tells you how special it is. Yeah, baseball is the hardest game, and the hardest thing to do in sports is to hit a baseball. Someone on WFAN called and said, Judge is the Steph Curry of baseball or the Patrick Mahomes of baseball. And I was kind of following him, but then I thought about Steph Curry breaking the three-point record this past year. Everyone knew that was coming, and it really was just a matter of time for Steph because shooting a three for that guy, he can do blindfolded. It was just a matter of games, right? Wait, but, but let me stop you. Do you remember? Do you know what the old record was? Do you know how many it was and who held it? I know it was Ray Allen. Okay, I want to say it was like I don't yes, know. Yes, you don't, but you don't know it. See, that's the thing. You <laughs> don't know it. Okay, no. there are generations of people who know what the and that's the difference between the other sports. I get it. Like, like you don't know, like um, you know, the the point totals or the rushing yardage totals. Okay, there's a, you know the five digit numbers, whatever. It's just right. different. There's something different about the home run numbers, and there always has been. Um, it's what makes it magical. Sixty one, and I, I talked about this a little bit last night. Sixty one is not the record anymore. Okay. It hasn't been for a long time, but it's still a magical number in the sports world. It was the Yankees record. It is the Yankees record. Um, I have some issues with call, still calling it the American League record. I've been calling it that, but you know, there's interleague play, and it's a, it's a lot different. Uh, you know, schedules are, are not the same. So I have a little bit of an issue with that, but. It's a Yankees record, and it's still one of these all-time numbers, Keith, that evokes memories of a different time. And you're talking about the types of people, the, 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 it's still a short list of people who have done this. And there is a difference. Giancarlo Stanton hit 59, right? 
and Aaron Judge hit 60, and now 61. There's a difference. There really is, and I think it's okay to talk about how special that is. There's a big difference. I actually went down to Miami to see John Carlos Stanton chase 60. Really? Um, yeah, there was actually – I can't think of the name. A hurricane hit Puerto Rico. I was supposed to go to Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. Uh, a hurricane hit Puerto Rico in 2017. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, that was the big one. Uh, you're right, yes. It was uh, a big one. Yeah. And so I pivoted, and I changed my trip to stay in the United States and go to Miami. And it just lined up that I was able to go to two of those games that weekend. And it was in Marlins Park. And there wasn't 45,000 people. And people were not standing and filming every at-bat. And Giancarlo didn't get to it. He struck out a bunch of times. And those two last night kind of had, like, their own little, like, judge kind of smirked at him. Yeah. took the, like, you know, the cups. And they kind of did their own cheers to, like, Judge actually getting to 60 and 61. Uh, John Carlo was asked, how'd you deal with the pressure of chasing 60? He said, uh, by not getting to it. <laughs> yes, exactly right. And he's acknowledging that. And I thought that was a beautiful moment because it actually evokes the memory of a moment in the movie 61, which I know you still haven't gotten to yet, but you're going to. Today, um, today, there's today. a moment that Maris and Mantle share in this film where you can see how proud Mickey Mantle is that his teammate Roger Maris did it, but also just a little twinge of envy that you did it and I didn't, right? And that's okay. They can both coexist, right? It's not a bad thing. It's a it's a competitive thing. You're talking about competitive sports, right? And it's even in the team uh, framework of teamwork, that's okay to have where one guy wants to outdo the other. And I feel like that was something that, you know, Stanton took his shot, you know, and he probably isn't going to get another one. He took his shot. He got to 59 and he's looking at, and Aaron Judge probably isn't going to get here again, right? right? It's something amazing to watch that and share. You know what? I know how hard it is. I know how hard it was. You're the man. You did it. And that's what that moment was between Judge and Stanton in the dugout. I thought it was beautiful. Yeah, Judge is ridiculous. Even just the way that he – I just was re-watching his post-game stuff. He doesn't make it about himself. He makes it about the team. He makes everything about the the game, right, the situation in the game and winning games and um, understanding that, hey, if I do hit home runs, it's going to help the team. But not every at-bat am, am I going to be able to hit a home run. I have to still have a productive at-bat take a walk. He's the leadoff hitter, right? He talked about um, having to talk to Rizzo. Yeah. (laughs) He talked to Rizzo to get into the lineup yesterday. We all thought he was potentially going to rest. Yeah. He thought he was going to sit. And he he talked to Rizzo. Rizzo put him in the lineup at DH leading off. Uh, Garrett Cole, you could tell, was even excited that, hey, this happened on the night that I had to start. I got the win and I got a, I tied a a Yankees record. So, you know, 248 now with Garrett Cole and Ron Geardry. That's a, a Yankees number. Um, most strikeouts in a season. And then now it kind of is forever linked with Judge 61, which is a Yankees number and record. It's a special year. I really feel like uh, this is going to carry into October. I'm, I'm so excited and, and I feel blessed that I, I get to cover this in the media. Uh, BXB, we have a, a baseball pro- podcast on the Yankees this year. We have WFAN. I'm on MLB Network. It's it's a lot. That's why I said I couldn't go to sleep last night. I'm just like, yeah. is, is this real life? It's a charmed life, dude. It is. And, you know, Aaron Judge is living it probably more than any of us. Uh, I think one of the cool things was watching Roger Maris Jr. sitting with Aaron Judge's mom. And listen, 
you know, it, it, it's just wonderful to see the parents' reaction and watch that and see that moment right there. And Roger Maris Jr. is proud too. His dad's name comes up again, and mm-hmm. we're you know, you get to live all this again and think about that. Now, he made an impassioned plea after the game to say he thinks MLB should should recognize if Judge hits the 62nd as the quote unquote real home run champion, the true home run champion. Um, I understand why. I understand why he wants that to be. I understand why a lot of people want that to be. It's just not that easy to do. You can't just wipe out the numbers um, because we know what went into the PED guys with Bonds, with McGuire, with Sosa, anybody else in that era. There are a lot of things that happened there. I understand. Listen, in our minds, we can call it whatever we want, but it's really hard to put it down officially that way and, and just make it be. Yeah, and, and that's the conversation everyone's having now, assuming that Judge will get 62 now that he got the monkey off his back of 61. But I, I look at it like this. If, you know, if Barry Bonds isn't in the Hall of Fame, then how can he hold that record? If Barry Bonds, uh, 73 is the real record, but his career in totality doesn't get recognized as, you know, a Hall of Fame-worthy career, then there's an asterisk, and it's not real. I don't look at the World Series from 2017 as a real World Series because I know they cheated. Yes, I know they went out and won the games and did it, but they had an edge that everybody else didn't have in every other year, especially that year. And, uh, I mean, it's baseball. It's the game of shadows. Uh, If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. There's been this type of stuff going on forever. But for Judge to do this, and we all assume that he's clean. Uh, he's a freak. He's 6'7", 280. That's why he can hit the ball as hard and far as he can. And he's super locked and focused and he's worked on it. Um, I think it will be the new clean record that most people in baseball recognize. Uh, but I do think that we are headed towards a time where people speak less about PEDs and steroids in the way that we have in the past. Well, there's testing, you know, and and that's an important factor here. Um, I just think it's hard. Like you're running down a slippery slope after that if you start delineating this. Okay, um, does every every World Series champion, including all the Yankees, had players that were listed in the Mitchell report? Okay, and suspected of PEDs. Do you then take away their championships? Do you take away other things, or is it just the home run record that you're focusing? No, on? No, nothing gets taken away. I think it's just in conversation and and uh you know I, I understand Roger Maris did a great job using his platform right uh his dad did it clean he wants everybody to know Aaron Judge did it clean and yes we saw him spend all of this time uh sitting next to Patty Judge this week and last week at the stadium but uh no that nothing gets taken away it just has an asterisk next to it and in conversation amongst baseball fans we talk about the record as we feel it should be uh, Aaron Judge, the home run champ. But here's the here's the and, and there's a wonderful context to the asterisk here, with especially with Roger Maris. Um, during the 61 season, Roger Maris was on pace and Major League Baseball, the commissioner of Major League Baseball said if he doesn't do it 154 games, which is the same season that Ruth played, because now the expansion created a 162 game schedule for Maris. Then, then there was going to be an asterisk next to that. It was not going to be recognized in his official record. Right. They put that on Roger Maris before he even before he even got there. They were trying to separate the records then. So now Roger Maris Jr. is living this. They put an asterisk on his dad's record. Now they took it away 
1991, then Commissioner Faye Vincent ended up striking the asterisk part and said Roger Maris is the record holder. Roger Maris died in 1985. Okay, he died six years before this happened. So, from Roger Maris Jr.'s standpoint, you put this on my dad while he was attempting to break this record, and you held it over him until he was already gone. Yeah. Once he left us, that's when you said, okay, he has the record. And now he is saying, okay, if you were going to do this then, recognize now officially that the guy who broke his record didn't do it in a, in, in a correct manner, in a real manner. So I get it from his standpoint, but it's really hard to sue, to officially proclaim. Keith, what you're talking about is court of public opinion, and that's yes. fine. Nobody can legislate that. But when you're trying to put a stamp on it and say, make it official, now you're running down the slippery slope of, okay, we'll take this away, take that away. This doesn't count. That doesn't count. You can't do that. Yeah, and I don't think they really will. Uh, and this will be talked about a lot, but whatever. That's good for baseball. Conversations like this need to be had, and more people need to be talking about baseball. The game is in a great place. Like we get this season after the lockout season, they, you know, they asked Judge also about betting on himself, and he says I didn't look at it like betting on myself. I looked at it as okay, I'm playing this season for the New York Yankees. Let's go win ball games. Let's have a good season. And it just happened to be one of the most special seasons we've ever seen. That triple crown is still in play. Yeah, I, I don't think, you know, and even when they asked Judge about Barry Bonds, Judge said, and he grew up a Giants fan watching Barry Bonds. Sure. He said Bonds is the king. And yeah. he knows how hard it is to hit that baseball. Whether you have steroids that help you uh, be a little stronger or recover faster, they do not help you hit that ball. That's hand-eye coordination. That's repetition. That's discipline in your strike zone, and uh, it's the hardest thing to do in sports. So it's yeah. It, I mean, I, I don't love going down that road because you're almost still people are still trying to justify then what he did, and you can't. Um, I, I also think that you have to be careful about where you're proclaiming this now in the moment because you don't know what's going to happen in the future. Remember, there was a time in you know probably about 2004. When all of the steroid stuff was coming to a head, we said, well, at least thank goodness there's Alex Rodriguez. He will be the clean home run <laughs> champion when yep. he has 800 home runs, right? Okay, that Keith, that was a real thing. And there was a point in time when Alex Rodriguez was about everything that was good in baseball. Yeah. Okay? And that changed. Now, I don't know what's going to happen. We all we all want to believe and assume that Aaron Judge is clean. Okay, five years from you're going to call him the real home run champion. Five years from now, a failed test comes up, and now you're going to question everything in the past. Are sure. you ready to then re-legislate this? Yeah, no, they can't Aaron do it. Aaron Judge is a wonderful, terrific player, and I believe that he is playing in a testing era and has come up clean. That is undisputed. But – you don't know what happens in the future to change your perspective because I lived it with Alex Rodriguez. He was going to be the guy, and now we know, you know, a lot different. Yeah, I I, I think they keep it as is. I, like I said, I like Roger Maris Jr. using his platform, and uh, you shared a you know great little like inside of like he's he's doing that for his dad. Yeah. Um, but Judge, you know, Judge doesn't. He doesn't care about individual things. So Judge is not going to come out there and beat the table. Judge is not going to come out there and say anything about it. He's trying to win games. He's trying to win a championship next. And uh, I'm glad that he got 61. I'll be there Friday. Hopefully he gets 62 yeah. and, and can add a couple more through the rest of these last games. 
I think the other thing to keep in mind about this is that, remember, we saw that record fall multiple times in a very short period of time. McGuire broke it three times. Sosa broke it three times, right? right. Bonds did it. Uh, it all kept tumbling down. Um, there is no indication that we are seeing the same kind of thing. As I said earlier, there is very little chance that Aaron Judge ever does this again. Um, and you're talking about a year in which the second place guy in home runs is 20 behind him, right? So you're not in this same home run era. What you're seeing is a singular event that should be treated specially, that should be looked on as special. And I think that's an important part of context too, is that don't, don't sit here and think that he's going to hit 70 next year. Okay. This, everything is lining up for him right now. And you should remember that this is special because of it. Yeah. Contract year, uh, all in. And I do not expect him to be able to duplicate this. I do not expect him to be pitched, uh, to be able to do this again. Um, you know, things are going to change once he once he gets that contract and and whatever this year holds. And and I think it's very important to give Aaron Judge the credit for being the guy to do it in this era. We talked about John Carlos Stanton doing it, but that was five years ago and he didn't do it. He got to 59. He didn't get to 60, 61. Yeah. Um, Judge doing it in 2022, especially in an era where the, where home runs are down. And they talk about the dead balls and we had the juice balls in 2019 and no one did it. And then now we get to hear. The next thing that's going to come is this pitch clock, robo ums, baseball. What happens if someone gets it done in that era? We'll talk about it when it comes, I guess. Yeah, there's lots to lots to digest of that. But listen, it, it was phenomenal to watch. It came at a key point in the game. He helped his team win. His mom got the ball. How great was that? That these two fans out there with gloves whiffed on it, and and it's not you know it's not easy to catch that either. It goes into the bullpen. This guy hits moonshots right on the mm-hmm. on this one. He hits it into the bullpen, and the ball comes back to him. And he gave it to his mom. Can anybody who's looking at that as a lottery ticket then watch the video of him giving the ball to his mom and say, <laughs> oh, you know? what i wish that didn't happen i would rather you know Perfect. it should have been mine she deserves it he talked about her being the one to take him to practice in his first games and he can vividly remember her being at his first game and her being at these different moments in his life and career that ball is hers she raised him uh tip of my cap to patty judge and wayne judge they're great. I was saying last night, we need a whole 30 for 30 on Aaron Judge. What were they feeding this kid? What were they telling this kid? How did they make this superhuman baseball player? Judge is the man. And uh, that ball was destined to be in that bullpen. And I saw, I, I played the video over and over again. I'm like, if this guy actually like reached down any further, he probably would have fell in the bullpen. Yeah. And then it would have been something else. And he wouldn't have got the ball. He would have got a trip to the hospital. Yeah. It, it just clinked right in. Right down, and you see the uh, bullpen coach or whoever it is just take the ball, and and they know what to do with it. Give it to security. So sorry for everybody that thought that was going to pay their mortgage and their kids' yeah. tuition. Mm-hmm. Um, so far, sixty and sixty-one have gone right back to Aaron Judge, and you love to see his mom get that ball. She's never selling it. It's priceless for her. It's fantastic, um, and uh, it, it's just a wonderful moment to see them share that. Uh, this is a special edition of BXB Yankees podcast from Odyssey. Subscribe, review, all that jazz. Make sure you tell your friends and keep coming back as the Yankees head into October. Uh, and Aaron Judge hurdles towards sixty-two and beyond. We are here bringing you bringing it all to you with 
exclusive insight and analysis. And we'll be here all the way through the postseason as well. And even into the offseason because stuff happens there too. But congratulations to Aaron Judge on 61. Keith, I hope you get to see 62 in person and take it all in because this is a special time and a special year. And it's kind of only just beginning. Yeah, it's destiny. Universe never on connects. It's 11-11 on my watch right now. I'm a universe guy. I'm an 11-11 guy. That's all connected. 61, uh, 61 years after 1961, number 99, catches number nine, two Yankees right fielders forever in history, and how blessed we are as Yankees fans, uh, young Yankees fans that can look at Aaron Judge and say, that's my guy. Like, that is our face of the New York Yankees. I, I hope that it continues. I, I was saying before we got on, I believe in the ghosts of Yankee Stadium and the fall in the Bronx. And it's been three years since we've had postseason baseball. And now the Yankees have secured home field for the ALDS. They have this first round by the first year you could have it. Anything can happen. All it takes is the wind to blow and there's an error or the wind to blow and the ball goes out. You mentioned Jeffrey Mayer or yeah. you know a kid reaching out his glove. I don't think we're going to get they that this year. Man. But anything can happen in October. And uh, today is the last day or we're going into the last day of September and I'm ready for what October is going to bring. So we'll be right here on BXB talking about it. He's Keith McPherson. I'm Sweeney Murdy. Thanks to our producer, Ryan Chichester. And thank you for listening.